Is kindness a business communication strategy? You know, some view kindness as a means to an end, which unfortunately weaves in manipulation. In today's episode, let's examine the results that will happen when we exhibit heartfelt kindness to benefit others without expectations. Do you feel like you compromise your values when you write marketing copy? Does creating ethical communication strategies perplex you? Imagine the business opportunities that would open up when you take a stand to market without manipulation. Now is the time. Disrupt your marketplace by using God-inspired marketing strategies to connect with your customers. Hear how other Christ followers in business are exchanging today's hype for authentic alignment. The Joyful Communications Podcast dives into ways to communicate effectively with integrity. Here's your host, Chief Communication Strategist, Joy Caps. According to a recent global study, businesses which are viewed as kind are 35% more likely to double their earnings versus businesses that are considered unkind. And they are 20% more likely to see their earnings shrink. With those kindness statistics in mind, I invite you to spend the next few minutes with me as we explore the benefits of using kindness in life and business, real-world examples of marketing with kindness, what the ultimate how-to guide teaches about kindness, and five ways you can weave kindness into your business communications. Let's start by looking at the benefits of kindness in life and business. I discovered that Roman philosopher and emperor Marcus Aurelius once said, man is born for deeds of kindness. But then he went on to say that kindness is unconquerable so long as it's without flattery or hypocrisy. Simply said, kindness involves the do unto others principle. You know, generosity, consideration, and concern, but in authentic, non-self-serving ways. Cambridge Dictionary defines being kind as someone who is genuinely helpful and thinking about the other person's feelings. So taken at face value, true kindness expects nothing in return. Now, about now, I imagine some of you are quietly rolling your eyes or thinking about changing the channel to another podcast as you're thinking, come on, Joy, what you're describing is old school. It's too Pollyannish for today's world. Hey, I get it, but I also implore you to stick with me as we unpack this topic just a little bit further. I promise you're going to see relevance to your life and business, especially as a Christian business leader. You know, for centuries, stories and studies have shown how kindness has the capability to change, well, pretty much everything. Talk about a powerful attribute with many benefits. I want you to think back to that time that you encountered an angry customer. We've all had them, right? The one that had the bee in their bonnet. And it you could tell by listening to them that no matter what you said, they weren't going to respond well. Why? Because they're riled up and they're angry and they're filled with hate. And as you listen to them rant and you start to reflect, okay, how do I diffuse this situation? You come up with this idea and you quietly and you calmly say to them, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Please know that I'm praying for you. Whoa, talk about deer in the headlights. No matter what the situation is with that customer, I promise you, 
That person's going to stop dead in their tracks and look at you differently. Why? Because kindness changes everything. Oxford Dictionary says kindness is the quality of being friendly, genuine, and considerate. Actually, it's not genuine. It's generous. But others say kindness is being selfless. Get it? Selfless, not self-more. It's about caring and compassion. It's using nice words and doing unexpected deeds and planning surprises that delight, lift up, and encourage. As we look at the way things happen in the world today, you may feel like what I'm describing is way too hard to do, which really begs the question, is kindness innate? I mean, are we born with kindness? Neuroscientists found that our brains are actually hardwired for compassion, sympathy, and to feel pity when others suffer. So yes, we are born with the capacity for kindness, but psychologists also validated that kindness is something that needs to be nurtured and grown with practice. If that's the case, why does it feel like kindness is so hard to find these days? Well, I discovered that clinical psychologist Tara Kosanu, she shared that, quote, stress can also keep people from being kind to others, as can the, quote unquote, little judgy voice in people's heads that cause them to question whether their gesture or gift will be misinterpreted or whether it will make the recipient feel pressured to pay it back. She went on to say that when the kindness impulse arises, we totally overthink it. Boy, can I relate to that, can you? Well, a recent Harvard Business Review article found Andrew Swinard saying that kindness is a necessity, especially in a work world where anxiety is high and morale is low. Never were truer words spoken, but here's some good news. Genuine kindness has been proven to, you ready for the list? Some good things here. Enhance productivity, increase employee engagement, boost your self-esteem, trigger positive emotions, promote feelings of satisfaction and well-being, eliminate communication barriers, foster trust, fuel learning and innovation, the list goes on and on. If all of these benefits and more are available to those who intentionally showcase kindness, why is kindness such a rare attribute to find? I mean, Has the world become less kind? Do humans no longer care about other humans? Several sources that I found cited some of the reasons why kindness is so rare, saying that kindness has become less and less important in our daily lives because we're in a hurry. Life is fast-paced. We no longer take the time to listen. Technology has replaced the face-to-face and the voice-to-voice interactions, and technology has eliminated the courtesies of hello, please, thank you, and nice to meet you. Bottom line, the way we function in the world today has caused us to withdraw from others. COVID took this existing problem to a deeper dimension where isolation was required, and sadly, few have plugged back in. But the benefits of operating a business and navigating life with authentic kindness are many. Because heartfelt kindness is what you do for others and how you affect their lives. Amelia Earhart said it this way, quote, a single act of kindness throws out roots in all directions and the roots spring up and make new trees. Translation, 
Authentic kindness is an act of service that can grow into a legacy that continues growing long after you're no longer on this earth. Now, now that we're on the same page about the benefits of kindness and the realities surrounding why kindness is rare, let's take a peek at how some are using kindness as a business strategy and in their marketing communications. As one marketer wrote, being nice and a good human has a direct impact on the success of your business. Some examples that demonstrate that find uh, the grocery store Trader Joe's. They have a long-standing reputation for employees who show random acts of kindness. And they do this because they empower their employees to do things for their customers that make the customers happy. Uh, one example I found was a customer was having a bad day. So without even skipping a beat, the employee gave the customer some flowers. Now, what about another example? Similarly, Chewy.com has empowered their employees to send sympathy cards and a flower arrangement when they learn about a customer's fur kid passing. The Body Shop, well, they created a, a campaign that was called Time to Care. And this Time to Care campaign gives away self-care bundles to promote health, wellness, and kindness. Not to, to be left out, in fact, setting the standard for creating these magic moments, Disney. Well, they are well known for training their cast members, their employees, on all the ways to put a Disney guest first, from offering special passes to unexpected upgrades. And being a former cast member myself, I mean, they hit the home run on this because they put you through rigorous training that not only educates and equips, but empowers the employees on knowing what to do or the cast members as, as they're known. What about the, the shoe uh, reseller, Zappos, Zappos? They offer a 365-day return policy with free two-way shipping. Now, that may seem simple to you, but that's really unusual and extremely kind. In turn... I, I have a negative example because I recall as I was putting this together, working with companies who have shown kindness for all the wrong reasons. It's in my past, but case in point, here's one example. During a major hurricane where New Orleans residents were left stranded for days and flown into another city, the city where I lived at the time, um, as part of a rescue mission, the CEO of one of my clients had us quickly put together a feeding campaign that would provide warm, hot meals on the ground. Now, that sounded altruistic, and it sounded wonderful. But what onlookers missed happening behind the scenes was something I had to deal with. It was a raving lunatic of an executive who demanded top-tier media coverage for what he and his company were doing. Whew! Talk about an example of conducting business and marketing with kindness for all the wrong reasons or using kindness as a strategy for self-serving manipulative purposes. Word to the wise, if you're tempted to do something like this, I implore you, please stop, review your motives, change your heart, and start over with the right mindset. But let's pivot back to the positive and look at a few more examples. The hashtag buy local, hashtag small business Saturday movements that encourage shopping locally and supporting small businesses are positive examples of conducting business and marketing with kindness. 
looking at a different angle, Liberty Mutual, who sells insurance, right? They built their business around doing the right thing with commercials and marketing campaigns that showcase kindness in doing the right thing in simple and small things for others. Similarly, Kleenex has built a marketing campaign around sharing Kleenex. Go figure. They call it a time for change. And the the tagline kind of reads like this. It says, Kleenex, someone needs one. And one example of what they've done shows a 30-second video commercial where a little girl is crying on a school bus. And a little boy comes up and he says some nice things while sharing a Kleenex with her. Hallmark. Wow, they've demonstrated some great ways to show kindness. Not that long ago, they collaborated with the United States Postal Service and Scholastic for their Show Someone You Care program. And what they did was they tied a couple things together. They leveraged the National Card and Lettering Letter Writing Month, um, which is April, as a teachable moment to encourage third and fourth graders and their families to send handwritten notes to show love, thanks, and build connections. Unibank, that I've never heard of them before, but they're actually based here in the United States, and they rolled out a com- campaign that surprised and delighted community members at local businesses, schools, senior citizens um, centers, and even local coffee shops by treating people to a cup of coffee. Well, talk about memorable and kind. While the benefits of using authentic kindness in business and marketing are easy to see in these examples and even others we didn't talk about here. They aren't one and done tactics or strategies. The benefits play out over time and tie back to the reputation of a business. But there's another aspect of kindness that goes much deeper than what the world calls random acts of kindness or the economics of kindness for brand recognition that leads to sales, which leads us to our third point for discussion. So what does the ultimate how-to guide teach about kindness? You know, from stories that show examples of demonstrating kindness to direct instruction for Christ followers to exhibit kindness, the ultimate how-to guide, which is what I call God's word, the Bible, hones in on the topic to make sure we're clear. According to crosswalk.com, the Bible mentions kindness in over 200 instances, and the word kind You can find that over 400 times, showing kindness as an act of charity and encouraging or lifting up others. Some Old Testament stories that demonstrate kindness are told about King David, Solomon's son, Jonathan, and Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. Also, you can find Ruth as she displays kindness to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and in turn, Boaz, who shows Ruth kindness. There are many stories of Jesus and how he interacted with humans, showcasing authentic kindness as others treated him so wrong, and he helped others in need. In fact, there's the story of the Good Samaritan that shows how kindness can be displayed through unlikely sources, and in this particular case, a stranger showing kindness to a cultural enemy. I mean, think about it for a second. Jews did not interact with Samaritans. Scripture teaches us that we are to be kind to even those who are unkind. You can find that in Luke 6, 32 and 36, where Jesus teaches about why we should love our enemies. Kindness can lead to 
lasting influence. Okay, that's what people will tell you in the world, but the Bible tells you that. You can find that in 2 Chronicles 10.7, where older counselors advised being kind for long-term results and positive influence. In writing about Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 12, a pastor, Brian Jennings from Oklahoma, wrote, We are to wear kindness like a blanket on a cold day. It should wrap around everything we do and be noticeable to all. People should never have to search for us to find a trace of kindness. The kindest people I know are both reactive and proactive. They respond to needs they find, but they don't wait for needs to arise. They go looking for them. Boy, if that's not a powerful demonstration and call to action for every single one of us that believe in Jesus as our Savior. Now, if we look a little bit more, we can find that Proverbs 15.1 shares how kindness can heal relationships. And of course, the passage Galatians 5.22 and 23, which joyful copy and joyful communications are based on, shows the fruits of the Spirit and how kindness, which is one of those fruits, is a reflection of God's heart. Here's an interesting viewpoint that you may not have considered. Did you know that the Bible instructs Christ-following business leaders like you and me not to use hype and manipulation for our communications? It says that in Ephesians 4.29. While it tells us what not to do, it also tells us what to do. And it teaches that we should only share what will help or benefit others. So the question is, Are the things that you are sharing benefiting and helping others? Or are your communications pushing boundaries, twisting realities, and using hype and manipulation to get people to take action? With that in mind, let's move to our last point by looking at five ways you and I can weave kindness into our business communications. You know, there are many practical ways to do this, some of which we touched on in the examples of other companies and businesses who are focused on the economics of kindness to increase sales, or by participating in random acts of kindness as part of their company culture. But what about using these strategies and tactics in a way that lets God's light authentically show through your business and your marketing communications? Here's five different approaches that you might want to consider using. Tip number one, offer kindness discounts. You know, I've also heard this called as a just because discount. A few ways to do this include offering a pay what you can with no minimum, or perhaps you say a range or suggested price, or you could offer a name your price offer with a minimum rate for that product. I first saw this approach modeled to me and thought the person was up to something, I have to tell you. But then I learned that the person with this type of kindness discount was kingdom-driven. And their just-because discount was what the Lord had told them to do with their product. Under this category, you might also find um, offering free or low-priced virtual workshops. Or like my friend Audrey Godwin recently did, she offered a just-because discount surrounding her 60th birthday. Talk about creative and fun. Okay, let's look at the second of these five tips. I call it 
turn the other cheek. It's simple and it's easy to do. (laughs) It's something we should do more often, in fact. Respond kindly to negative comments. Now, that's good for face-to-face, but even when you get an email or social media post where somebody's been negative, we should respond kindly. Now, this isn't an invitation to be a doormat to aggressive people so that they can walk all over you, but basically, the the turn-the-other-cheek tip is responding to aggression with kind and selfless words. Similar to the story I shared earlier about telling the riled up customer that you're praying for them. Now, this leads to tip number three, which is similar but different. It's a joyism. I totally made this up, but I use it all the time. I call it holy duct tape kindness. Yeah, holy duct tape, believe it or not, sometimes is the best kindness that you can show. And it happens when you don't say what you're thinking. You know that time that a colleague, client, or prospect does something that completely ticks you off and you know that you're justified in your anger and you would be right to speak your mind and set the record or that person straight, but you don't. Why? Because what you want to say, does that really show kindness? Does that allow God's light to shine through? No. So that's when I encourage you to apply that holy duct tape kindness, you know, It's easier said than done because sometimes that witty comeback is so well poised to strike a chord and drive your point home. But if you put that holy deck tape kindness on, that means you're letting the Lord guide you to not say what you're thinking. In turn, you're putting virtual, not literal, holy duct tape over your mouth, your thoughts, and you're practicing Proverbs 3.3 that says, don't let kindness leave you. And in Psalm 141.3, it says to set a guard over your mouth. So the next tip, the fourth tip is showing empathy. You know, one of the most effective ways to connect with your customers in writing in marketing and face-to-face is by showing empathy with authentic kindness. Empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So use words and phrases that show you care and understand the needs of your audience. Frame your message with positive language and avoid negative and confrontational language. Offer sincere help when you know your prospect customer, prospective customer is struggling. Acknowledge your prospect's feelings and perspective. And, um, One way to do this is by sharing kindness stories, which leads me to the fifth and final tip. That's right, kindness stories. You can easily do this by sharing positive success stories of customers using your products, services, and solutions. Make sure to select a story that exemplifies kindness in a relatable and authentic way. You might find that in a customer testimonial, a personal experience from your team, or an inspiring community story. Show genuine kindness in ways that expect nothing in return. Perhaps you could share a quick story that shows how a customer was delighted and surprised by what they encountered with your business. Or maybe share a story about a customer who came to your business after being frustrated from past experiences in another company. And some of the points that your company put out there drew them in because it showcased generosity consideration, 
or shine the light on your solutions as being genuinely helpful. All of which are what? Kindness attributes. Now, what if your kindness story featured a series demonstrating the do unto others principle in inspirational ways? Wow. Talk about empowering. Now, the angles to highlight for kindness stories are endless. And I hope that you will find one or more of these five tips, something that you can apply immediately in your business. The end result of this episode finds me confirming that yes, kindness can become a business strategy when you stop viewing it as a means to an end and focusing on benefiting others without expecting anything in return. Talk about a game-changing strategy for your business communications. If you want to learn more about authentic kindness in your business communications, you can find it in chapter nine of my book, Joyful Copy, How to Show Up in the Marketplace Ethically and Authentically, which is available at most online retailers. Now, join us next time as we unpack the concept of goodness. And here's a hint, goodness in life and business may not be what you think it is. So be sure to come back. You know, are you ready for your business to stand out by disrupting the norm found in today's noisy world? Do you want to set your marketing communications up and forget it? Well, let's explore how I might be able to help you connect with your customers. From spirit-led strategic planning sessions to website audits to email campaigns written for you, product launches, and more, every project starts with a conversation. So lean into your role as a visionary leader by hiring a communication strategist like me to create marketing strategies and write copy that connects with your customers. Book your free discovery call today when you visit joycaps.com forward slash done hyphen for hyphen you. The links for everything I've referenced will be in the show notes. This wraps up the ninth episode of the Joyful Communications Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or have feedback, please reach out to me at joy at joycaps.com. Better yet, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with others and consider giving me a review and rating. Never miss a show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, be blessed.